Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And we're in for another solo ride today. There are going to be more guests coming. We've got a couple booked in and hopefully those will be out by the end of September. But for today, I really want to talk about the impact of overthinking, overworrying, and over-responsibility, because they're all really common traits for high-functioning anxiety and anxiety on the whole, making us anxious, making us think about a made-up scenario in a negative way and having a reaction in the body, which is causing panic, which is causing overwhelm, which is causing us to behave in ways that we wouldn't behave if we hadn't overfought, overworried, and weren't taking over-responsibility. And I want to talk about that because the impact of worry is huge. The impact of worry on the nervous system, on the amount of brain space it takes up, on the behaviors it kicks into action, and where this worry comes from, where this excessive worrying which is not just worrying about yourself, but worrying about negative scenarios externally around you for people that you know, and how you try to take responsibility to try to prevent those negative scenarios, or you're worrying about worrying. And I think this is really important because I've spoke to somebody who's much younger recently, who's excessively worrying and catastrophizing about the future. And I've been talking very much about coming back to now because we can't live in the future. And that worry isn't actually from our immediate past. It's from quite distant past where we've learned this behavior. But what we've always learned is worrying does not change outcomes. Our logic knows that if we worry excessively about something, it won't contribute to it in a positive way. If we overthink something in a negative way, it does not change the situation in a positive way. Worrying and overthinking and those patterns, they impact in reality decision-making. They are waiting almost for the worry to create the decision, the negative outcome to make the decision for us, but we're not admitting that. We're waiting for scenarios to close chapters, to end things, to create outcomes that we're not quite prepared to make or we think other people are going to make and that creates the worry the very fear of being rejected. And so when we talk about worry and this, you know, I'm always lobbing these episodes together and talking about the past ones. But when we talk about generalizations, sometimes we can talk about stress and say things like, I'm really stressed. Uh, I'm really stretched. I'm really tired. I'm really burnt out. I'm really overwhelmed. When what we mean is I'm excessively worrying about outcomes And actually, I'm excessively worrying about the rejection of me in those outcomes. Or I'm obsessively thinking about the outcomes for others, which are again beyond my control. So again, our past logical mind knows that worrying does not assist anything. I saw a great quote and shared it on Instagram recently, which was worrying is betting against yourself. And we don't want to bet against ourselves. We don't want to be creating scenarios in our mind and in our bodies as a result of the sensations that come with that. And I'm going to talk about that, how what we think and what happens in the body and what happens in the body and what we think are so connected. And I'm going to talk about that from the place that recently with a client, we looked at what was truly going on underneath some generalizations 
and we found that a really protective part of her kicked into worry mode as soon as they perceived something was going on there was a slight rejection or perceived rejection or the idea that there was something they didn't know that was going to get out of control they they do suffer with high functioning anxiety and they have given me permission to discuss the outcomes of what we found within that when we really dug into what worrying created there were general pictures in the mind And those pictures were of things going wrong. Those pictures generally went to black and white or grayed out. They weren't in full color. They were a very heavy image if she had to describe them. And a picture that kept coming up if she had to really tap into that worry was her sitting on the floor with a a head in her hands in a grayed out image. It's not a true image, but that's the image that the worry brought up when we tapped into it, when we tried to see what it was presenting to her. And it was also giving the voice and the words, I am irrelevant, nobody likes me. And when we tapped into the emotions, they were heavy, they were sad, and they were scared. And when we tapped into what the body was recognizing, it was a racing heart, it was slightly shaky hands, she described herself as feeling wobbly and highly, highly activated. So lots of energy going through the body, feeling like she had to do something to try to control something, to try to get something back, to try to do something now. There's an urgency and a panic that was going on in the body. And actually the thoughts that were coming along with that were I have to do everything I can for everyone. I have to do everything I can for everyone. It's my job. I have got to do everything I can for everyone. Otherwise, they will leave me. And that's what we found when we went into the subconscious and really tapped into the energy of worry and understood that the whole story this worrying part of her had was that no one really wants me around. People use me and I need to be useful. I will regret it if I say no And if I don't play along, they will leave me out. They will make my life unpleasant and I don't fit in. The worrying keeps me one step ahead of that and makes sure I'm not going to be alone or bullied. So we can see where when we tracked it back, when we really tapped into what the body was responding and how activated and like mobilized it was making her into thinking, I have to solve things, I have to worry excessively, I have to take over responsibility and I have to be one step ahead of this, was actually a deeply ingrained, very young sensation in the body, an emotional response that believes it is helping by worrying because in some way or another, if we worry, we're not going to get caught out, left out, bullied, isolated or made to feel alone which is what the worrying is trying to protect her from. So the worrying is always doing a job, even though it's unproductive, even though it doesn't help, even though it's completely and utterly illogical to worry about things that have not happened, about things that are beyond your control. And to negatively worry doesn't add anything positive to a situation. But what that worrying part was coming in to do was very much protection. Protection that if she didn't worry, then these were the outcomes. This is what the body believed, the emotional sense of her belief would be the outcome. 
And actually, when we went into that, when we did some resolution, when we started to look at what the body, the mind and the subconscious needed to register that as the adult that she is now, as the person with the connections in her life she has now, as somebody with the strength that she has now, mental, emotional and resilience, all of those things, somebody who was emotionally agile and building that agility and working through it once we recognized and looked at that and stopped being so generalized about being busy being overworked being stressed being you know racing mind and got deeply into what was truly happening we were able to meet it and with compassion that thinks that worrying generally thinks it's got a really good job and I would talk about this briefly but there are so many negative things that we do that don't help us that come from a truly protective place that believe it's helpful because what you would experience if it wasn't there would be so much worse. So worrying when it steps in, when it's that emotive body instant response, it's not something you think about. You don't think, oh, I'm going to worry about this. The body creates that racing heart, those sensations, which creates the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the beliefs, the behavior. When we're doing anything whether that's scrolling, whether that's, you know, going out and excessively drinking, whether that's doing anything that's to the detriment of what you want, isn't adding anything positive to your life. It's fundamentally really, really frustrating you. Understanding where it comes from and what it believes it is protecting you from, understanding it's a real emotional shove. The body is almost getting you to do these behaviors Before your mind engages, before you cognitively agree to it, it is literally reactive. And when we are reactive in that way and we don't go and address where it's coming from, what it really is and dig into it, then we'll find we're in the patterns all the time and they become something we get quite stuck in. So when we are looking to make change, rather than saying to somebody, don't worry, (laughs) what are you worried about? Don't worry, it's fine. Think about it logically. There's no need to worry. Even when we find evidence, you don't need to worry. When we find evidence that this could go well, the body will still be so much stronger. That emotional reactive response will be so much stronger into an unanswered text firing you into overthinking and worrying. The email you didn't quite get to respond to or not sure how you worded it. The meeting you weren't invited into. Anything at all that's going on that incites that immediate reaction that creates that behavior that you don't want, that you know is not adding to your life, but taking from it, we need to find out why it's there. And when we find out where it's there without any judgment, without trying to say that's ridiculous, it's childish, it's stupid, it's silly, I'm not doing that. When grown adults sit with me and go through this work and have huge, huge shifts energetically, emotionally, subconsciously, logically, cognitively, and consciously in that order, then they're able to understand how powerful it is to drop in and find out what's really going on. And everybody can do this. You know, it is guided as a practice. It is something worth doing. But what I will leave you with today to just ponder is within your generalizations, what words And phrases do you use when what you mean is I am excessively worrying or taking excessive responsibility or I'm doing everything for everyone for this reason? 
Can you tap in to just see what your body sensations are? What happens? Whereabouts do you feel it? For this particular client, it was in the heart racing. It was the chest feeling really, really energetically mobilized. A lot going on. It was the shoulders moving. It was a lot of hand movement. If she was to describe it, she felt quite hot and she needed answers and answers were the only thing that were going to make her feel safe. And those answers she needed were were closures and understanding that's about rejection and the worrying is about rejection and just getting to the root of that has enabled us to make great leaps in the fact that she does not excessively worry now, but we didn't do it logically in the way that most people expect. I'd love to know what you think of this episode, what that says to you, what that has set light bulbs off for you on, or what you're thinking, what you have more questions on. As always, you can DM me on Instagram at The Completion Coach, or drop me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. You could drop a rating, you could forward this on to someone you think would enjoy hearing it, and I'll speak to you again next week. Thanks for listening.